All right, ready. And three, two, one. That was just, dead on, it, Adam. Come it on. Gets, it gets Give it worse to me. every time. <laughs> that was spot on. No. It was, it was too. <laughs> Dude, if we didn't have so much platinum level content in our show, I wouldn't even know where to begin with that terrible of clapping. Isn't it amazing that every episode we recover from our horrific clapping and still deliver? Oh, dude. It's not surprising. No, that's true. Adam, are you ready to call this meeting to order? I am extremely ready and so let it be called fantastic how are you buddy i'm good man i'm here in san diego living the dream out there creating another road trip audio diary for us there you know what i've had a couple of instances so you know the the hotline's gonna be blowing up by instances do you mean minor inconveniences basically a series of mild inconveniences that have kind of like made my day slightly less good because I asked that question with my fingers crossed, so I'm so glad to hear that that's true. <laughs> yeah, I almost didn't have a room, even though I paid for one. That's one of them. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. They're like, listen, you have to move rooms. I'm like, okay, cool. So where's my next room ready? They're like, it's not ready yet. And I'm like, so what am I supposed to do in these four hours of time that I have paid for at a hotel? They're like, sorry, sir. <laughs> well, I told you in a previous meeting, that's my favorite thing in particular about your Road Trip Audio Diaries is because it's an entire series of mild inconveniences. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, I, I had to it. move rooms. My the Uber was late. All kinds of good stuff. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get started. We've got a busy agenda for today. And let's begin with something very familiar, and that is our top contributors list. Yes. I thought you were going to say the news. <laughs> No, there's no time for even that, Adam. <laughs> that's not this show. No, and that's a different show. <laughs> All right, well, like we've done in our in our recent episodes, I'm just going to read through the list and then we can have some conversation about it afterwards. Great. So in at the number 10 spot, who I don't think this is his first time in the top 10, Chris Birkenbein from A Dash of Science and the Podfix Network. Hey, man, I really began to love his show over the last couple of weeks. It's amazing. For sure. You and I both heard the episode on the Challenger explosion. Yes, the Challenger. Fantastic. Yep. Yep. And the Apollo one. Amazing. Yeah, he did, right? There's that one. He did the great uh, series on the uh, on Nikolai Tes- Tesla. Yes, that was that was a that three-part series, which was awesome. Yes, so go check out A Dash of Science and other shows on the Podfix Network. Number nine, uh, Vlado from It's Not Rocket Surgery. Number eight, Jim Weir. Number seven, the king of the internet, Paul Chomo from Varmints. Classic. And Blazing Caribou Studios. Number six, Bob Haynes from Nerd or Not uh, by the Cretans Guild. Number five, Luke Umshied. Number four, Chris DeVos from Podcast 42 and another Podfix show. Number three, Leslie Morgan. Hey. Number two, Tiff Franks. And number one, once again, holding the top spot. <laughs> seemingly cannot be unseated. I'm sure he's got his hands raised above his head right now. 
<laughs> it's Keith Gallup from the Pop-Up Film Cast. <laughs> So certain, several times he has skated in because you have checked the polls at the last minute. But I guess a win is a win, regardless of how you look at it. That's correct. If, if you win by a nose or you win by a mile, it's still a win. Yeah, it's all about that W. So there was some time back where I made a comment, and we've discussed this, that things don't change that much. And ever since that comment, there has been so much change in the top 10. Right. Yes. It's been, a, it's, it's been volatile. Yeah, well, and then I then I followed that up by saying, well, I mean, the top 10, we've got some change, but certainly not in the top five or even in the top three or four. <laughs> None of that is true anymore. You you fool to make such a prediction. Right, right. <laughs> and, and so, man, it, there's just a whole lot of movement. Uh, but I, I just want to, f- we'll, we'll move on, but I, I, I want to say what I usually say, which is it doesn't matter whether you're in the top 10 or 20 or 30, whatever. Everybody that contributes to the group is fantastic. We really, really appreciate everyone that contributes. Dude, and I would say not only is that true, but the group seems to be getting funnier and funnier. Like it went from being really funny to even more funny. And it's just continues to like escalate with like, I'm just laughing all the time in the stupid group. Yes. Every time we think we've reached a new plateau, it's a false peak. And there's another peak to (laughs) to climb. (laughs) <laughs> stupid false peak man yeah it's so wily <laughs> yeah and the, and the activity and the quality and just the level of fun keeps increasing constantly almost every day well and i think that's largely attributed to also the amount of people that people are inviting in like the the, the quality of invite caliber has just like compounded yes that's absolutely true and we'll actually get to that here shortly oh cool so let's move on from here and let's talk about March birthdays, Adam. Oh, perfect. Adam, isn't your birthday in March? My birthday, Chris, is not in March. Are you serious? I'm 100% positive it's not in March. You, you do not celebrate before. You don't celebrate your birthday in March? No, still not in March. Okay. It's become very confusing. All right. Well, anyways, um, I'll figure that out later. Let's move on to people who, uh, who do have birthdays in March. We don't have time to figure that out. Yeah, no, we don't. <laughs> that continues to confound me. Well, on March 13th is the 43rd birthday of Casey Jones. Ah, Casey Jones. Nice. Casey Jones is very rock and roll. He's totally rock and roll. And that's what I like about him. On the 22nd is Kurt Griffin of the Podcast Discovery Show. Oh, cool. On March 24th is Carrie Dykes. And that's uh, uh, Chris Birkenbein's co-host on A Dash of Science. Indeed. On March 25th is Bob Haynes. Cool. Yeah. And, and Bob adds, my show's co-host, Jay, and my co-host in life, Alicia, are the 11th, the same year, day, and town. Holy crap. Also, I am now going to start calling my wife my co-host. <laughs> <laughs> my co-host in life? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love yeah. that. <laughs> That's very funny. Oh, oh man. <laughs> also on March 25th is our road warrior, Jerry Orn. Oh, sweet. And rounding out birthdays on March 28th is Kevin Kraft. Wow, it's a good it's a good series of birthdays, yeah. Yeah, sure is. Happy birthday, everybody. Okay, so Adam. Yes. Derek Graziano posted and said he thought there should be a title for those that don't have the time and content to qualify for more seasoned intern. Ooh, that's a good query. It is. And so as expected, a conversation ensued. 
<laughs> Before I read the suggestions for what this person should be called, I, I want to make something clear. We appreciate everyone in the group, no matter how much you contribute. Even yes. if you don't contribute anything and you just want to hang out and enjoy other people's posts, you just want to kind of lurk, that's totally fine. And and sincerely, that's truly how we feel about it. Well, right. And I mean, not only do we like that, we encourage it. And we have a few uh, recently deceased celebrities that are doing just that. That is correct. So, so you're among good companies, my point. Yes, sure. So so whether you contribute a ton and you find yourself in our top contributors list, or you literally don't contribute a thing and you just enjoy being there, we are fine with that entire spectrum. Yeah, we want you to have a good time. That's what yeah, it's all about. That's exactly right. Okay. So however, here are the suggestions for what we call someone who can't contribute as much as others. So Derek himself suggested unseasoned intern or intern light. <laughs> I like those. I like yeah, those. L- Luke suggested sodium-free intern or unsalted intern. <laughs> Indeed. And then Laura Thompson, I think, might have had my my favorite suggestion. She suggested that those people be called heart-healthy interns. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that, like, you know, there are more seasonings than salt. I like the... Uh, right. I kind of like the unseasoned intern. <laughs> <laughs> or intern light. Intern light. Yeah. Those are all great suggestions. <laughs> They're all great suggestions. I'm not going to choose one. I'm fine with any of those. If you want to use them interchangeably, do that. Whatever you'd like to call to call yourself in that position, then then you're welcome to do so. And just know that we love you either way. That's correct. Adam, I don't know if you noticed this. Uh-huh. Per- perhaps you didn't. But Christopher DeVos of Podcast 42 and Tiff Franks, our food turn, they added intern, intern at Gravity Beard, to their Facebook profile job history. Yes. Which is pretty astounding. That's pretty fantastic. So I would encourage everyone to do this. Go to your job history on Facebook, on your Facebook profile and add Gravity Beard, Gravity Beard intern to your list of jobs. I'm just a little surprised it took this long for people to do that. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> either way, thank you, Chris, for getting the ball rolling. And I hope other people follow suit. Yeah, let's get this going, guys. We need everybody to know. Adam, are you ready for some polls? I love polls. I do as well. The first one I'm very excited about. Okay. Not not really so much a poll, and you'll know what I mean in just a second here. I'm talking about the comedy film March Madness Tournament put on by Bob Bob Haynes. Oh, man. I'm really, really enjoying this one. I, and I've, I'm kind of upset at the upsets, actually. I am as well. <laughs> <laughs> very upset. Yeah. <laughs> The tournament started a couple weeks ago. We're in the middle of round two. There's 32 films remaining. All you got to do is search GBIMMT to participate. Seriously, please do that because the input and opinions are really, really um, interesting. Just everybody's yeah. take on this. It's really great. It's been an incredibly fun follow-up to the, to the Gravity Beard run that was put on by Keith. Yeah, for sure. All right, next poll. This was put on by a relatively new intern, Dave Nichols. And that is, <laughs> okay, and, and I'll say this, this poll sent people into orbit maybe more than any other one we've done before. Even more than the potatoes? Yes, and that's saying a lot. Well, that was, a, that was an elimination poll, so that's kind of on a new level, but kind of a standalone poll. Dave Nichols asked, should banana pudding be served hot or cold? This was incendiary. Right? Straight up. Straight up incendiary. It really was. In addition to David... Jeff Morrow, Kevin Kraft, and Brad Cranford all said that banana pudding should be served hot. Which everybody knows is incorrect. 
The other 90% of respondents said it should be served cold. And not only that, but based on the comments, they acted like to not serve it cold was like a crime against humanity. (laughs) Yeah, it escalated pretty much the worst, scariest environment imaginable. It really did. So, So in any case... One way we determine if someone's right or wrong about something is with a poll. And Dave Nichols, I can tell you definitively, you are wrong. <laughs> Banana pudding should be served should be served cold. You are not on the majority side. No, not even close. <laughs> okay, Adam, if you remember, I asked in a recent meeting if we had done a cereal poll. And it turns out we did, actually back in October. Which made sense because it felt like too close of a topic for us to not have done that. Absolutely. But it wasn't an elimination poll. True. So Paul posted a preliminary poll to determine which cereals would be included. He volunteered to do a cereal elimination poll because he is Elimination Paul. That's correct. (laughs) It had almost 40 candidates on it. There were 40 cereals that were up for consideration. And somebody put oatmeal in there. Okay. So per usual, only (laughs) uh, only 14 made the cut. I have the list of who's going to be included in the cereal elimination poll that hasn't been okay. started. That hasn't started yet. So, cinnamon toast crunch, golden grams, frosted flakes, lucky charms, Captain Crunch berries, Fruit Loops, raisin bran, frosted mini wheats, honeycomb, cocoa crispies, cookie crisp, honey bunches of oats, and honey nut Cheerios. That's a really good list. That's a tough list, and like all of our other events. I'm positive we're going to go to each other's throats over cereals. It's just very interesting that like this one like set of cereals is everyone's favorite, basically. Yeah, that's true. That's a good observation. Well, anyway, this will begin in early April, immediately after the conclusion of Bob's March Madness Tournament. Which is awesome, and please go vote. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> it, it will also run during a project that Leslie's working on, because she wants to determine who is Hollywood's hunkiest hunks, Adam. Right. That's an important question. It absolutely is. She's already uh, set the stage by doing individual posts with some of the candidates, so stay tuned for that as well. Okay, Adam, I'm excited to let you know that we had a benefactor donate his art collection to the GBI. Oh, this is important. Yeah, everybody may have noticed we've hung up the pieces all over the office. It's unique for a couple of reasons. One is it's entirely made out of cross-stitch. And it also contains, every one of them contains an in- inspirational quote. Right. And so I, I want to name just a few of my favorites, if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. When work feels overwhelming, just remember that you're going to die. <laughs> that's always a classic. Here's another one. And this is almost kind of a helpful, helpful tip as much as a piece of art. When life shuts a door, open it again. That's how doors work. <laughs> basic science that's right and uh the last one one of my favorites is damn it feels good to be a gangster <laughs> well because it does it does now i will point out that that particular one also had flowers and a rainbow on it well yeah for sure yeah i mean who says that gangsters can't like rainbows and flowers no there's yeah of course i agree and, and there were several others, of course. Um, so everybody just wander around and, and enjoy the new collection of art. Yeah, I, I think that these have been really solid additions, and I'm really glad that we have them hanging up now. No question. Okay, are you ready for uh, this week's Book of the Week, Adam? Oh, yes. Th- this one's a good one because... And actually, Keith was kind enough to set it aside for me. Oh, he did? So you actually did he get did. a copy this time? I got a copy this time, yeah. Terrific. Okay, this week's Book of the Week is 
floating fancies among the weird and the occult. Which is a good one. It is. So head down to the library to see Keith and check out this week's selection. Also, I talked to Luke. Be on the lookout for the bookmobile. Yeah, and that's a tough one. So I would really get down there because if they get to the bookmobile, it's really tough to find. Yeah, well, because it's mobile. Because it's, it's right, it's mobile. Except when it's broken down, which is the majority of the time. But where did it break down? Nobody knows. That's exactly right. It's usually broken down in a really hard to reach, hard to find place. <laughs> right. All right, I have some more good news, Adam. Oh, great. We are adding a gym to our facilities. See, we all got to stay in shape, guys. We got to stay maintain health. Sarah Stapleton is heading up the project. Now, initially, it will only have bungee cord fitness classes, but additional offerings will be added in the near future. Well, I think that, I mean, you have to start off with something that that people are going to be interested in. I think that bungees is that. Now, if you don't understand what bungee cord fitness classes are, you can actually search the hashtag GBI gym to see a video that Sarah posted for more information. It's super helpful. And if, if you need to sign up, the uh, the sign-up sheets are in the conference room. Yes. Uh, and, the, and the break room, actually. They're in both spots. Oh, perfect. Yep. Adam, if you don't mind, I would like to replay a recent message that Laura Thompson left on the hotline. <laughs> Laura Thompson is hilarious. <laughs> she is. And, he, and here's a message that she actually left, I think, in last, uh, in last meeting. Hi, this is Laura Thompson, and this is how I talk. I was inspired by the most recent Gravity Board meeting and my life lately to give you a call and talk about the fact that everybody keeps talking about this polar vortex. Okay. The message goes on a lot longer than that. But if if you listened carefully, you noticed that Laura meant to say gravity beard at the beginning. Yep. But instead, she said gravity board. And definitely started one of the coolest things in the group. (laughs) Okay, so as you know, what can happen at the GBI is the smallest things will sometimes become a much bigger thing. (laughs) Kind of like alcoholism and debt. Exactly like that. (laughs) So Chris Bergenbein, an actual scientist who works for NASA... Yeah. And founder of the GBI Science Committee on Sciencing, he went into his lab, set up a camera, and tested several candidates to determine which one was worthy of being declared the official gravity board of the GBI. <laughs> right. So he got a bunch he got a bunch of wood samples <laughs> and tested them all out. He narrowed it down to two. At this point, Adam, as you know, there's only one logical next step. Leave it to a poll. That's right. So Corey, also known as Sciencey McScience Face, and a member of the SCOS, stepped in and ran the poll. Adam, Board B won in very convincing fa- fashion and has now been declared the official Gravity Board. Gravity Board, Board B, congratulations. That's right. So thank you to Laura, Chris, and Corey, and the extensive team that were involved in the project. We now have an official Gravity Board. Right. And remember, um, it, this is not going to be used as the gravity waterboard. I know there's some, <laughs> so there's some discussion about that, but I want you to know the HR, we are not approving that. <laughs> what was put forth as, as a nomination for the official torture device of the GBI? <laughs> right. I think by, you guessed it, Luke Umshide. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So 
Uh, Luke, thank you for your suggestion, <laughs> but right. we're not going to have an official torturing device of the Also, GBI. you have to be present in order to waterboard, and so far, we haven't heard from Luke from the road in a while. <laughs> oh, so. Good point. <laughs> good point. Yeah, well, stay, stay tuned on that front as well. Adam, we have some dress code items to discuss. Which are always really, really important. I agree. The first one is called, and I'm gonna, I'm probably gonna mispronounce this, but it's called the Rochelle knit shirt suit. <laughs> Do you remember seeing this? I, I, I remember seeing it. It looks a little something like this, Adam. <laughs> it, it's, it's the, it's the satchel portion of it that makes me the most happy. <laughs> okay, well, let me read a little bit about it. Seems very comfortable. <laughs> How would you pronounce that, Rochelle? I'm gonna say Rochelle. Yeah, Rochelle. The Rochelle lace plus solid color collar and front panel add excitement to this new shirt suit. It's a one-piece shirt above and pants below. I think they're saying pants in a generous way. <laughs> shirt can't pull out of pants. It has half sleeves, front zipper, and a drop seat. A drop seat. <laughs> it's washable nylon and polyester. Fantastic. It's available in two colors, navy or brown. Right. And the cost is $20. Which is a steal for that kind of, yeah, you know... Absolutely. Uh, function, fashion, options, everything. That's right. And so you can send for a, for a free fashion catalog to Lou Magrum. They're located at 837th Avenue in uh, New York City. Now, listen. I'm not ready to approve this item. Only because the bottom portion of the garment is far too, let's say, revealing. <laughs> and so so I suggest that we li- listen if you disagree let me know I suggest that we send it over to R&D for modifications so it looks a little bit more like say boxer briefs than just briefs yeah because right now with, th- with this and I, I, I don't disagree with you I, I think kind of like right now the acorns may fall out of the satchel so that could be distracting I just think the fact that it, it can be described as a satchel is problematic <laughs> And, and we need to make it less less satchel like satchely, right? That's yeah, it's a, good a little point. too it's a little too satchely. So <laughs> so yeah, we're gonna we're gonna take it. We're gonna send it down to R and D. It's, it's a very capable team. I can't wait to see what they come back with. We've given them specific yeah. instructions, and then we'll we'll discuss it again. Yeah, even even more boxer brief would be I think more appropriate for the office because you have to sit in the same chairs as other people from time to time. Thank you. Okay. All right, here's another dress code item. This one comes from Carrie McGinnis of Blazing Caribou and Feast on History. Oh, the great Carrie McGinnis. That's right. This is the Pizza Pocket Hoodie. This is a breakthrough in technology, guys. It absolutely is. Let me describe it. So the hoodie features an insulated food-grade washable pouch to tuck your slice of pizza into the front of it. It'll even keep your pizza warm. The vertical pizza pocket will prevent uh, the cheese from slipping off your slice, which is very important. Uh huh. It also has a hand warmer pocket because, Adam, you shouldn't have to eat your warm pizza with cold hands. That's correct. And I just want to let everybody know this this item is fully developed, and it's been already been approved by the uh, by HR. Our logo's been added to it, and you can pick yours up right now. Right, but remember, just like the tot pockets, you have to return that if you leave the organization. Well, look at it as as your uniform, and when you leave a place, you don't need to keep your uniform. You turn your uniform back in. That's correct. That's a good way to say that. Okay. 
Uh, here's another uh, HR item. Allow me to put forth this exciting news, and that is the NapDesk. NapDesk is a big, bold move that we've added to the office. It is. So this is a desk that has a desk on top and a bed on bottom that is large enough for a full-size adult. And I think that some of them even handle a plus-size adult, so I'm going to be good to go. (laughs) I think they do. (laughs) Well, I mean, they can be customized to fit. Here's the idea behind this. We want our entire team to be as well-rested as possible so they can both be focused and productive. That's correct. Anybody who's interested, just stop by HR to fill out the proper paperwork uh, to have your workstation modified with a nap desk. Yeah, and that's and that's included in the perk package, the intern perk package. So it comes at no charge to you. You just request it and fill out the paperwork, and it will be done. Yep. And by the way, stay tuned in, in, in the next week's uh, meeting. Come back to next week's meeting because we have another facilities addition that we're excited to announce. Yeah. It's just it's just not ready this time. Okay. How about some science, Adam? I love science. Chris Birkenbein, who we mentioned earlier, has called for a convening of the Science Committee of Sciencing. Mm-hmm. The purpose, to put a project plan together to send Matt Damon to Mars. It's it's just a matter of time. And the reason we need to do that is because we need Matt Damon to retrieve the Mars Opportunity rover. <laughs> so if you're interested in participating in the project, just reach out to Chris directly and he'll, he'll bring you on board. And then, Adam, still under the science umbrella, Jerry Orn brought this headline to our attention. Flat earthers spend $20,000 trying to prove the earth is flat but instead accidentally prove that it's round. Okay, I'm really glad you brought this up. <laughs> I know you I know you are. <laughs> Do you want to tell everybody? Absolutely. Go for so, it. So this was a gyroscope that mm-hmm. the flat earthers uh, they bought. And according to the way, you know, they, it's you would basically every hour have a 15 degree shift in the earth if the earth was round, right? So they spent and they bought this like, well, we need this one gyroscope. So they did the test, and sure enough. After one hour, they were able to determine that 15 degrees, like the earth moved 15 degrees. And they're like, oh, crap. Well, that's probably not it. They probably got like some atmospheric. And so they put it in like this little special chamber and like, okay, well, this will like shield all the things. And then they still recorded another 15 degrees of movement in the earth after an hour. <laughs> so then like, they're going to do one more test. But actually, uh, again, Corey McCord, I want to get his take on the new science documentary, it's called Behind the Curve. It's a it's a flat Earth documentary on Netflix, and uh, it's really it's really really fascinating. It's amazing <laughs> to to say the least. And they talk about that specifically. But the guy who did it, uh, he was like, "Yeah, don't tell don't tell anybody what our findings are until <laughs> until we can you know try one more time to to prove that the Earth is still flat." Okay, so just to make sure everybody caught that, everything we're talking about here, the the headline and the whole story. You can see that entire thing unfold in that Netflix documentary called Behind the Curve. Right. So, yeah. You, so so I hope... It's fascinating. It really is. So, so everybody <laughs> should go, go watch the documentary. And as a matter of fact, Adam, and we'll get to some of these later, we'd love it if you would go watch it and then have a couple of people call in with a micro movie review. Yes. Yes. And if you need something more concise, they basically bought a $20,000 gyroscope. <laughs> that proved the earth was round again and again. <laughs> but it, <laughs> Well, I plan to watch the documentary and I would encourage everyone else to do so as well. It's so worth it. It absolutely is. Adam, why don't we touch the food page? 
Oh, the food page. There's been a lot of movement in the food page recently. There really has. So, I don't know if you remember the story we talked about with this headline. Vagina beer goes on sale in Poland made from the essence of hot underwear models. (laughs) How could I forget? (laughs) Well, how about testicle-flavored beer? Nope. Nope. (laughs) I died. (laughs) Veto. (laughs) Not so fast, Adam. Denver's Wincoop Brewery originally launched its Rocky Mountain Oyster Stout as an April Fool's joke. (laughs) But Adam, their customers actually liked the combination of barley grains and roasted bull testicles. Yeah. So that, okay. Pro tip. If you ever go to Colorado and they offer you Rocky Mountain Oysters, the answer that you need to say is no. Like, oh, come on. Just try it. The answer is no. You will get bull balls served to you. You will get testicles. Yep, 100% on your plate. Well, in any case, their joke beer has been so popular that now they release it as a limited edition every year. Wow. Okay. Dang it. (laughs) People. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Adam, how about sports? Oh, I love sports, especially the sports music we have every time we talk about sports. All right, now let us take a minute to touch the sports page. Keith brings us this story, and this is actually a crossover between sports and entertainment, Adam. Hmm. The release date for Space Jam 2 has been announced. I don't feel like they need to make a Space Jam 2. (laughs) Well, too late, it's coming. The film is set to release on July 16th, 2021. And maybe you heard this note, LeBron James has signed on to produce and star in the film. You know, I think that Keith's commentary on that very post... That very fact was one of the most fa- was one of the most favorite things I've heard since last time LeBron James called the hotline. He said something along the lines of, "Now there's another thing that Jordan will be better than LeBron at." <laughs> <laughs> so true. Well, this okay. So this story that Keith posted reminded me of when, and you just mentioned it when LeBron called into the show. Hmm. He's called in a couple of times, but this is the, this one message in particular. Right. So I want to play that message again, because near the end of his comments, he actually talks about his involvement in this upcoming film. Oh, perfect. Hey, Adam. Hey, Toph. This is LeBron James, and this is how I talk. <laughs> I heard you recently hit 50 episodes on your podcast. That's great, but you know what I'd do? I'd quit. <laughs> I wouldn't record one more episode. I've quit three times in my career, and every time, it felt like the best decision I've ever made. In fact, just leaving this message makes me think I should quit again, even though I'm barely into my first season with the Lakers. There's only one exception to all of this. I'm not going to quit Space Jam. I'm going to make a way better Space Jam than Michael Jordan's Space Jam. Impossible. Ha! Got you. I'm totally going to quit Space Jam before I even finish filming. I'm going to go down as the best quitter in the history of mankind. <laughs> Gunskis. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that so was fantastic. He started, he started out calling to, you know, congratulate us on our 50th episode. And then just went on his quitting rant. I That one um, is, is one of my favorite LeBron calls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, it, you know, <laughs> and, you know, we haven't heard from LeBron in a while. It's been a long time. And I was wondering if he was, if he was ever going to call back again. I don't know. You kind of quit, then, Adam, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Maybe just quit on us. But, but then, <laughs> would, wouldn't you know? He actually left us a message the other day. 
No kidding. Yeah. So I thought I thought I'd play it right now. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. Hey, Adam. Hey, Tove. This is LeBron James. Hey, buddy. This hey. is how I talk. Excellent. Anyway, you probably heard that uh, my charity Tots for Tots didn't really work out. So yeah, I was ready to quit. quit. Like I quit everything else. <laughs> until I was listening to your show, and I heard you talking about Tot Pockets, an idea that uh, Trisha and Shauna from Two Girls on a Bench brought to your show. By the way, have you heard their show? It's fantastic. And by the way, ladies, the king is in Southern California, so I wanted to ask you, is there room on the bench for a king? Maybe we could even change the name of your show to Two Girls on a Bench and a LeBron. Anyway, back to Tots for Tots. Todd Pockets is the perfect idea to replace my original Tots for Tots idea because you could put Tots, hot Tots, into your pockets and deliver them directly to needy children that don't have tots. Anyway, just an idea. Kick it around. Also, <laughs> I'll bet you guys are talking on the show about how they came up with a release date for Space Jam 2. Well, not so fast, because like I said before, I'm going to let them go ahead and start that project, and then I'm going to quit. Just like I've already quit on the Lakers. However, I bet you also heard that I recently passed the great Michael Jordan on the all-time scoring list. How about that, MJ? This is LeBron. This is how I talk. Dunskis. <laughs> wow. Like just spewing, spewing a little acid there, huh? Yeah, LeBron had a lot to say that message. <laughs> that was, that was, there's a lot to unpack there, actually. I like that he decided to cut out the middleman with a drop-off spot for the Hot Tots, and now using our, our invention, he's right. going to deliver, deliver Hot Tots directly to Tots that don't have Tots. <laughs> I, I'm really impressed by the fact that he he knows uh, members of the group's show. <laughs> right, the, you know, he was very very supportive, and uh, so much so that he wants to insert himself into that, you know, as well. So he's just going to a place and trying to make everything better with his presence. Yeah, apparently he he listens to our show, which is awesome, and it sounds like he listens to other Podfix shows. Yeah, he calls in enough, which is, <laughs> I mean, Bob Fitz like a motherfucker, you know? <laughs> so anyways, uh, LeBron, even though we're not really much of a fan of yours, we're, you know, thank you for being a fan of ours and listening to our show. I think that's the greatest irony of it all, is that we're is not it? fans at all, but he calls our show all the time. <laughs> we don't actually like LeBron, but he's, <laughs> yeah, well, okay. <laughs> and actually, I've got some sad news, Adam. No, no. Yeah, well, I think I think you heard too. Our, our, I was just letting our listening audience know our regular sports correspondent, Shampoo, uh, broke his arm recently. Yeah, that was un- really unfortunate. Yeah. Now, now, by all accounts, it appears he's okay. But on behalf of all of us at the GBI, uh, Adam and I would like to wish you, uh, Shampoo, a speedy recovery. Now, if you want to follow Shampoo in the latest sports news from the GBI Sports Desk, just uh, search keyword "sports ball." And of course, yeah. thank you to Keith for filling in this week in. Uh, while, while Shampoo's recovering. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Adam, how about we take a brief pause here and listen to the latest message from our promotional partner. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. This week's episode is brought to you by the new and improved Delivery Crabs. Better, faster, tastier than ever before. Delivery Crabs will make you proud to say, I've got crabs! Preparing dinner has never been easier. That's because delivery crabs deliver themselves straight to your door. But what makes them even more convenient is that they also cook themselves. 
That's right. Get your hot crab bath started and simply wait for your crabs to take that final <laughs> plunge into deliciousness. Don't worry. This isn't as morbid as it sounds. These crabs have no idea what's happening to them. Now available by drone, car, and pedicab delivery 24-7. That's right. Our crabs are always waiting. Call 1-900-MY-CRABS to order now or order online at deliverycrabs.com and use promo code I've got crabs for 10% off your next meal. Delivery crabs for when you need dinner in a pinch. That sounds delicious. Doesn't it? I want delivery crabs. I'm going to sign up for delivery crabs right away. Yeah, use promo code I've got crabs. Well, welcome back to the show. For more information about delivery crabs, please check out Weird With You. It's another terrific podcast from the Podfix from the Podfix <laughs> network. It can be found anywhere you listen to podcasts. I like Podfix. Maybe it's just like a facsimile transmission like you know, organization of enthusiasts. <laughs> <laughs> I do as well. Okay, Adam, I'm sure you would agree that no one can replace Jim as our roving reporter. Correct. I mean, I, I, I you know, his hard hitting style is, of journalism is singular. Right. <laughs> and that's a great way to say that. However, Paul submitted something that I felt like I needed to share with you. Okay. It's a little something called Hood News. <laughs> I love this. Good evening. We're live with the Hood News at 6. We're live right here in the Jets. As they said, four crackheads entered a house right here. They said they all broke in trying to steal DVDs and a DVD player. That's when they said the homeowner was in the restroom taking a <laughs> with the pistol. That's when they said they fired off several shots and hit Brenda, Ernie, and Tony as they were trying to come in through the side window. But if you guys stay tuned, we'll have much more on this story. We don't know if they're okay at this moment, but you guys can see we do have EMS here uh, taking care of the situation. But if you guys will stay tuned with the Hood News, we'll have much more on this story with Brenda, Ernie, and Tony as they tried to pull off a home invasion right here in the Jets. <laughs> so, there, so there you go. <laughs> I feel like it's really good that we have now a beat reporter for our hood news. Well, you know, listen, I don't, and this message really is specifically for Jim. I don't want him to feel like this is competition or we're looking to replace him. We're really looking to fill out our news team. That's right. That's right. Because every good you know, news team has a team. It's a multiple person Effort. Yeah. So so initially when we started the show, it was just me and you discussing the news. Then along comes Jim, which we were thrilled to have him join us. And then he kind of was out on, on the beat, you know, covering things away. Like Big Banana, number one. Exactly. Among other stories. And then along came Hood News. So we just felt like we're continuing to round round out our news coverage. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And, and I'm, so I'm thrilled to announce it's not finalized, but we're in discussions with the team at Hood News. And we may have more reports from them in the future. I really hope that we can negotiate this properly. I, I do too. I do too. Okay, Adam, it's time for some entertainment news. Oh, perfect. Unfortunately, we're starting off with something very sad. Darn it. Yeah. That was a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> Longtime host of Jeopardy, Alex Trebek, has recently been diagnosed with stage four pancreatic cancer. Yeah, that sucks, man. And so 
I don't think I could say it better than he can. He released an official statement, so I'm going to play that now. Okay. Hi, everyone. I have some news to share with all of you, and it's in keeping with my longtime policy of being open and transparent with our Jeopardy fan base. I also wanted to prevent you from reading or hearing some overblown or inaccurate reports regarding my health. So therefore, I wanted to be the one to pass along this information. Now, just like 50,000 other people in the United States each year, this week I was diagnosed with stage 4 pancreatic cancer. Now normally the prognosis for this is not very encouraging, but I'm going to fight this. And I'm going to keep working, and with the love and support of my family and friends, and with the help of your prayers also, I plan to beat the low survival rate statistics for this disease. Truth told, I have to, because under the terms of my contract, I have to host Jeopardy for three more years. <laughs> so help me, keep the faith, and we'll win. We'll get it done. Thank you. That's heartbreaking, man. That is heartbreaking. Now, I don't know if you realize this, but Alex Trebek is 78. Are you kidding me? I am not kidding. I would have guessed like 70 tops because he's been around for so long. Yeah, no, he is 78. So he's an icon. He's a legend. We had this discussion in the group. I don't know how you could replace Alex Trebek if something happened to him. Obviously, we hope that he's successful, you know, in, in fighting and overcoming pancreatic cancer. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, what a treasure. Like, <laughs> absolutely. It sounds like I'm kidding, but I'm not. Like, that no. guy's a real treasure. No, 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 no. No, yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, on to some lighter fare. Here's some, uh, uh, by the way, uh, Chris DeVos from Podcast 42 is our entertain turn. And so he brings us these headlines from the entertainment page. Here's the first one Are you aware of the Fire Festival and the two documentaries that, it, that came as a result? Very, very familiar. Okay. Did you know that Seth Rogen and the team over at Lonely Island are going to make a Fire Festival-like film? I, you know what? <laughs> so I'm not familiar with that, except I feel like I've heard that whisper before, and that yes. makes me so happy. <laughs> so that's a that's a Seth Rogen and Lonely Island is a great collaboration, and so mm-hmm. I can't wait to find out what they do. Yeah, no, that's that's going to be pretty much brilliant. I agree, Adam. Here's our next story. Did you watch the Oscars back in no a few weeks ago? Well, Christophos brought us this story as well. Apparently, and I didn't find that out, this out until he actually posted it, but apparently Austin Powers star Vern Troyer was left out of the In Memoriam montage. I heard about that. That's, that's tragic. He was awesome. Isn't that nuts? Yeah. Here's the even crazier thing, is that Troyer was not the only one that was left out. Here's some other people that I feel are very notable that also were not included in the In Memoriam. Wow. First was, first was John Mahoney, which you may not recognize his name, but he was the father in Say Anything and also the father on Frasier. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love that guy. So how was that guy not included? No idea. Secondly was Arlie Ermey from Full Metal Jacket and Toy Story. Wow. And third, and this is it's definitely a surprise because we put her in one of our apartments, and that is Carol Channing also got snubbed. Really? Yeah. Isn't that nuts? Wow, that's pretty terrible. Those are pretty notable oversights, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I get you can't put everybody in, but like not even a mention? Yeah, right. All right, Adam. You and I love movies. Of course. However, 
because of various circumstances, we do not have the opportunity to go to movies very often. Correct. In fact, it's it's a relatively rare occurrence, I would assume. Almost never. <laughs> but we have other interns that go to the movies all the time. Thank God. And so we put out a call for micro movie reviews, and Adam, our friends came through for us. Ah, uh, yes. God bless them. Are you ready for some micro movie reviews? I can't wait. And maybe I should say science bless them too, in case they're science based. <laughs> <laughs> well, either way, here's our first one. Good evening, Grand Fifty Boots. This is Cookie Monster, oh. and this is how I talk. And since Mrs. Cookie Monster has me on a diet, I am no longer making cookies. So I want to watch this movie. Happy birthday, number two. That is scary. I do not suggest that they all go to it. It has nothing to do with birthdays. And it is really, really scary. This is Cookie Monster, and this is how I talk. (laughs) (laughs) He actually meant Happy Death Day. So so maybe that's why he was confused. It's actually Happy Death Day number two. Got it. (laughs) Yeah, so I can can imagine why he was so surprised. (laughs) Okay, here's our second one. Gentlemen, this is Dave Champa. And uh, this is how I talk. Oh, he's says Champa. Champa. Uh, just calling in for a little mini movie review. Uh, watched, a, watched a movie the other day called The Meg with Jason Statham. Uh, probably should have been better off being called The Meh. Uh, nothing <laughs> actually happened in that movie. Um, it's about 45 minutes of Jason Statham trying to find a shark. He finds the shark. He runs from the shark. You know what happens next. Credits roll. Movie over. Nothing actually happened. Weird twist. About one hour in. Again, nothing happens with the twist. (laughs) And the movie ends. Again and again and again. Definitely not worth watching. Don't waste your time on it. Keep up the great work on the show, guys. Talk to you soon. Dave Champa. I think that's the first time we've heard from him. It is our first time because I didn't know how to say it. We've been saying his name wrong. Have I been saying Champa? We've all been saying Champa. Oh, well, it's, it's Champa. Okay. It's Champa. Well, Dave, thanks for calling in and thanks for warning us so we, so we don't waste our money on on the meh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I feel like that, you know, Jason Statham, well, I love him as an actor. He has some kind of like meh movies. Yeah, he does. He does. But I'm always willing to give it a chance when I can. Of course. I like him going back all the way to uh, Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. Dude, Lock, Stock was one of the greatest movies ever. Yeah, that was fantastic. That's one of my favorites. Okay, we have one more. Are you ready? Yes. This one's from Tori Adam. Oh, hopefully he's drunk. What's up, nerds? <laughs> it's me, Tori, and this is how I talk. Okay, I'm good. just calling to do one of your movie review things. Only it's not over a movie. It's about this disgusting show called Abducted in Plain Sight. Oh. And my review is one word long, and it is incredibly accurate. Here it goes. Ew. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> huh. D- did you hear what movie he's talking about? I did. It was Abducted in Plain Sight. Did you see that by any chance? No. But I've seen it in like the list of things, and I've like been curious as to whether or not it's worth downloading. Okay, so I haven't seen it either, 
It's for people that don't know, it's called Abducted in Plain Sight. It's a Netflix documentary. So apparently the way people describe it, Adam, is that every scene from the very beginning is more shocking than the one before. Okay. But there's one in particular that everybody is talking about. And so I want to play that one clip. Okay. And I think I think this is a good sample as to how just how shocking this real life this is a documentary. This is not a fictional film. Oh wow. This is a, this is a scene where one where a guy in the documentary is describing an event that actually happened. It'll just give you a taste of of how absurd this thing is. <laughs> okay. Very knowledgeable in the sexual field. But he did not have a good relationship with his wife sexually. One day, he came in the store, and I could tell that he was extremely disturbed. He says, are you free? Let's go for a ride. He says, I I cannot stand my wife, and I, I need to have sex. I could see that he he was sexually aroused. He says, oh, can you give me some relief? We were laughing, and he said, oh, Bob, it's just kid stuff, and I've got to have relief. So I was dumb enough to no. reach over yes. and relieve, relieve him in an act of masturbation. Mm. <laughs> so if you think what you just heard is that a one grown man talked another grown man into doing that for him, that's exactly what happened. Wow. I mean, I just feel like there are other ways. Like he could have done it himself. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get into that. All I'm saying is, and by the way, that's not at all what the documentary is about. That's just the one scene of many, many ridiculous scenes that a bunch of people were talking about. But that's the level of absurdity of just like of WTF throughout the entire film. Well, that's that would make uh, Tori's review very accurate. (laughs) It absolutely does. And by the way, when he, if you now, if you think back to Tori's review, that's the scene he was talking about. <laughs> I mean, hey, no judgment, just an odd situation. Just an observation. <laughs> All right, Adam. Now it's time for a new segment. Ah. And it's called This Week in Kiss. Oh, hell yeah, dude. This is going to be great. And by Kiss, I mean the overly costumed rock band from the 70s and 80s. Yeah, of course. And this is brought to us by fellow intern and my former college roommate, Brad Cranford. Brad asked the following questions. Does the GBI need an official cooler? Yes, of course. Or an official dead guitarist? Well, duh. What about an official coffin, Adam? I think who else would have an official coffin? We need one. Well, in 2001, manufacturing began on the Kiss Casket. (laughs) This is a coffin with photos and autographs from the original members. It costs $5,000, worth every penny, Uh but is waterproof and can also be used as a kiss cooler until the owner dies. Which is perfect. You see, you may choose to to buy this in advance. 
former Pantera guitarist Dimebag Daryl was buried in a Kiss casket following his murder in December 2004. That's right. Apparently, Kiss and Ace Freely were his favorite band and guitarist, respectively. Cold Gin was his favorite Kiss song and was played at his funeral. That's strangely heartwarming. <laughs> <laughs> and that's This Week in Kiss. <laughs> I love This Week in Kiss segment. Adam, I don't know if you realized this, but anytime you do a Google search, it provides a list called People Also Ask. Uh huh. So, like, you've got your question, and then it yeah. has a list of, of a handful of related questions. Sure. Well, when he typed in Kiss Facts, here are the other questions that popped up. Okay. Why does your heart beat faster when you kiss someone? Huh. Can you kiss too much? <laughs> what are the side effects of kissing? Does kissing increase lip size? Do hormones transfer when you kiss? Mm. And perhaps my favorite, can you get pregnant from kissing with tongue? Well, yeah, everybody knows the answer to that. (laughs) And it's yes. Yeah, obviously. Definitely. And and what are some side effects of kissing? Pregnancy. (laughs) Catching feelings. (laughs) And the list goes on. (laughs) Now, Brad appropriately adds, um, apparently he left off the word banned. Well, I don't know. I think people should kind of know. It's Kiss, the band, obviously. <laughs> right. All right, Adam. It's time to discuss our latest candidates for a spot in one of our three-room apartments. Darn it. I don't know if you remember what I said at our last meeting at the end of this segment. Uh-huh. But I remarked how we didn't have any more candidates. Yeah. You see, you keep jinxing a bunch of stuff. That was only four weeks ago. Now we have 14 candidates. Does that not blow your mind? It totally blows my mind. So maybe now you'll reconsider my, you know, cel- dead celebrity complex idea. <laughs> no. No, this is, this is a three-room apartment, Adam. It's always a three-room apartment. So instead of, like, just kind of putting this house together, we're, we're locking this into a three-room apartment. With just the three rooms. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. So in, in order to get through all of those... <laughs> this made me kind of laugh when I realized this. We basically have to do an episode of just apartment candidates, <laughs> which we're not afraid to do. Which we, are, we do constantly break, break new, new ground. ground. <laughs> yeah, but we're not going to do that. Instead, we're going to discuss three at a time until we get through all of them. No, that's a good idea. So, are you ready to get started? Yeah, absolutely. Our first candidate is from Krista Voss, and that is Beverly Owen. Okay. And I thought this was borderline and needed more discussion, so I I ran a poll. A clear majority of voters thought that she should get in. But in spite of those results, you and I discussed it, and we both agreed that she probably does not qualify. Mm. Right? Yeah, it's tough, but you know. And and so this this got me to thinking. It kind of caused me to develop at least some basic standards for admittance. Okay. The first litmus test is, is, do you recognize the candidate by name? Correct. And you, you, you and I, and most of no, nobody else, really recognizes the name Beverly Owen. And so then we had to move on to the second one, which is, did they do anything significant? Mm-hmm. So here's some information about her very limited career. She began acting in 1956 on the daytime drama As the World Turns, where she appeared in one episode. After that, she played a few small parts until she landed the role of Marilyn Munster, which is where most people know her from. Obviously, that's from the show The Munsters. Right. But that's basically it. She only has eight total acting credits. And she was actually only on the Munsters for 13 episodes before she quit and then basically never acted again, Adam. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. It's kind of a startling end. So in spite of the poll results, I don't think that Beverly Owens should get into a three-room apartment. Yeah. I mean, it's just like of note, you know, like it's okay, man, that's really unfortunate, but to get a, a I mean, an eternal bedroom in the three-room apartment. Right. I don't know. Right. I agree. Mm-hmm. I It sounds really harsh and it's hard to turn someone away. I think this is an example of someone we can't say yes to. Yeah, I agree. And, and sometimes we have to make these tough decisions. That's right. Okay. Here's our next candidate. Do you recognize the name George Mendonca? I do not. I don't either. But are you aware of the famous Alfred Eisenstadt's photo taken in Times Square of the sailor kissing the nurse? But of course. Well... George Mendonca is the sailor, is that very sailor, and sadly he died on February 17th, just two days shy of his 96th birthday. Oh, what a bummer. And so there's not much to say about him because all we really know is that he was the guy in that picture. So I have my own opinion, but I'm going to ask you first, does George Mendonca deserve to be in one of our apartments? That's a tough one. I I think the two things, though, like everyone recognizes that statue. That was like, I mean, it's iconic. it's a flex move, man. You know, uh, that, it that really happens. Is. And he also just kind of won World War Two. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like maybe, you know, of course he didn't do it single handedly, but, uh, <laughs> I'm, I feel like that's a, that's a pretty big accomplishment. So I'm willing to put him in. Okay. Well, I agree. First, he's from, he's from the greatest generation. Yep. And secondly, he's a permanent and iconic fixture because of that decision in pop culture. <laughs> That's correct. Everybody recognizes that photo. And so, he will occupy the first room in our fifth three-room apartment. It's growing every day. It is. Let's talk about a possible second candidate for that apartment. Okay. This is another no-brainer, in my opinion. Peter Tork was the lovable wise guy of the Monkees, the popular television rock group that rocketed to stardom in the 1960s, Tork, who played bass and keyboards in the band, was a serious musician who pushed for the Monkees to create their own music instead of the outside musicians and songwriters the producers used when the show started. He continued to record and perform folk and blues music long after the Monkees, releasing his latest album with the band uh, Shoe Suede Blues in 2018. Adam, I don't know what you think about the Monkees, but I'm assuming you agree with me that Peter Tork should take the second spot in our fifth three-room apartment. Yeah, I'm with that. I think that the the monkeys were huge. Okay, great. Well, then uh, Peter Tork takes our second spot in our fifth three-room apartment. And that leaves just one more spot. We will discuss three more candidates at next week's meeting. Perfect. I'd like to see who rounds out that apartment. Me too. Adam, are you ready for some hotline messages? Man, the hotline messages is how this got started. I love hotline messages. (laughs) It is, and I do love them as well. And Adam? (laughs) Here's our first message. (laughs) Here's our first message. (laughs) This is Bane, and Ah. this is how I talk. Okay, perfect. I've recently had my attention turned to the warm banana pudding debate. (laughs) Also, my opinion correct as it may be (laughs) matters I think that one weird fellow had a great suggestion 
I am text messaging my friend Emperor Palpatine right now. Wow. <laughs> and he is going to give you gravity beards. A lovely answer. This is Bane. Dunchkies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, you don't often get food critiques from supervillains. And if we're about to get the biggest supervillain in the galaxy to call, that would be fantastic. Okay, so he kind of teased us with an answer. Yeah. But then doesn't give us an answer. And you're like, oh, dang it. He didn't give us an answer. I know. All we know is that his opinion is correct, according to him. Right. But then he promises a call from another supervillain. Which, I mean, one of the biggest in the galaxy, wouldn't you say? Absolutely. Okay, well, with that... I bring you our next message, Adam. (laughs) Hooray! This is Emperor Palpatine, (laughs) and this is how I talk. My friend Bane called me and said that there was a commotion regarding warm banana pudding. (laughs) Oh, I must say... So ridiculous. That is an affront... To all Sith Lords. Oh, no. <laughs> if you think warm banana pudding has its place in this world, you have clearly been turned by the midichlorians. Oh, you will change. You will change, warm banana pudding lovers. And, and, and that's it. <laughs> okay, so he also does not like warm banana pudding. <laughs> Wow. Okay. Well, I don't. I don't know if that sways the handful of people that are pushing for warm banana pudding, but but it Bane and Emperor mine. Emperor Palpatine. I wonder if Emperor Palpatine was calling from the fully operational battle station, <laughs> <laughs> eating very cold banana pudding. <laughs> Correct. I just want to kind of visualize that as he's leaving that message, he's got a dish of <laughs> of banana pudding at the appropriate temperature, just eating it as he's leaving the message. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> because even supervillains enjoy a nice dessert, Adam. Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> Clearly. Okay, Adam, here's our next message. Hey, guys, it's Fado from uh, It's Not Rookie Surgery, and this is how I talk. Don't know what happened with the last call. Uh, I'll put it down to Skype. Uh, what I was saying is uh, you guys in uh, America, United States, need to uh, get your act together. Start using metric. Um, it's a glorious, balmy 34 degrees here. Agreed. Uh, whereas 34 degrees over in uh, America is freezing, uh, especially with the polar vortex. It's sub that. And uh, another thing, if you look at the world's most livable cities, of which Melbourne is one, um, all of them, Use the metric system. That's correct. I know correlation is not causation. Just saying. Dunskis. Okay. That was our first call from Vlado. That's right. And that was amazing. Well, thanks for calling, Vlado. (laughs) Yeah, and and for people that don't know, I've mentioned it earlier. He has a show called It's Not Rocket Surgery. He is a brilliant man. Yeah. Yeah. Vlado, along with Chris Birkenbein, is an actual scientist. Yeah. No, our group is not a, a slouch no. <laughs> as far as its makeup. No. <laughs> no. And so when he comments on something science-related, he's as funny as he is intelligent, and that's saying a lot. Yeah, that's for sure. He has very funny, witty things to say, but also 
when it's appropriate, adds really credible, interesting things to our science-related conversations. That's true. The only problem that I have, though, is that, like, you know, how did how does his science stand up in the face of true science of our flat Earth community? <laughs> right. So, so that that is really butt heads, which is interesting because he and Chris and and Corey, our our resident flat Earther, are all in the science committee of sciencing together. Right. Hey, maybe this is the perfect picture of we all celebrate our differences and get along anyway. <laughs> yeah, they they all seem to <laughs> be able to collaborate regardless of of their differences. So. Yeah. All right. Well, how about how about our next message? <laughs> Good evening, Gravity Beards. What? It is I, Bane, and this is how I talk. Bane again. Oh. Batman wow. and anger management. <laughs> what a lovely development. <laughs> Why don't I start to teach a mustache training class? <laughs> as useless as I think that would be. You stay there, Batman, while I start to create the most devious, dubious chaos ever. Gravity beards, watch out. Elimination polls have just been the start. <laughs> Dunskies. So I would like to take a minute to appreciate the fact that every supervillain's evil plan starts with a pole. <laughs> like gravity beard. <laughs> First, a poll. <laughs> There's a lot of examples where great things can also be used for evil. That's a really good point because I can imagine him saying, First, a poll. Next, the world. <laughs> <laughs> but I also like it that one, he wanted to call in and have his friend Emperor Palpatine call in to comment on banana pudding. That was big. But league. then. He still was willing to call back and mock Batman for being an anger management uh, <laughs> right? Counseling. Yeah, he's like, wait, if you thought I was going to let that slide, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, because you're like, wait, 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 wait. Batman called in. <laughs> Surely we're going to hear from Bane in response to Batman, and then it seems like we're not going to, and then no, no, no. He always comes through for us. <laughs> uh, don't worry, guys. I'm still going to take the opportunity to rip on Batman. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm enjoying that back and forth. <laughs> Absolutely. Adam, we have but just one message left. Okay. And here it is. Hey, guys, this is Luke. Yes. And this is how I talk. I am back in the United States. Sweet. Nice. Woo! Yeah, probably saw me doing some postings and stuff, but, well, long story short, a container ship is not the most glamorous way to get back to the port <laughs> of New York or wherever this is. I don't know. It's the LaGuardia of container ships or something, I rather. But, uh, yeah, we really don't have too many phone signals out there in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> so, uh, I'm back. I'm back in the U.S. But, um, customs, uh, I don't seem to like people who don't have passports. So <laughs> they've been investigating me thoroughly. <laughs> Anyhow, I'm coming for you, Adam. I'm yeah. coming for you, Toast. Dunsky's. <laughs> first of all it's so good to hear from him again i'm really glad he's back and luke you have a standing invitation anytime at my house absolutely i mean that genuinely if you're ever in town please come by <laughs> i think it's easy for you to offer that because you know he's never gonna make it <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know i mean but hey but he could what if somehow he ended up at the port of miami i mean who knows 
That's like 45 minutes from my house. I want to point out this contrast. When you go on a trip, you have mild inconveniences. Right. When Luke goes on a trip, he has the most major inconveniences. I would say life-altering inconveniences. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But he's braved a lot of peril. And uh, and we're still rooting for you, Luke. I, I can't wait. I can't wait Dude. till you finally... So you finally make it to uh, to come see us. I mean, you have a standing invitation if you can get to my house. <laughs> I will welcome you with open arms, a cold beer, or a nice glass of whiskey. Same. All right. Well, Adam, that concludes this week's staff meeting. Darn it. I hate when the staff meeting concludes. Yeah, me too. Now, are you sure we don't have time for more ado? Without further ado, Adam... None whatsoever. <laughs> we need to wrap up our current staff meeting. Ah, son of a b- foiled again. I know. I'm sorry. How about some brief credits before we go? Absolutely. The content of these meetings is generated almost entirely by our team of talented interns. If you'd like to contribute to the show, we'd love to have you join the team. Just search Gravity Beard Interns on Facebook. It's where we have serious conversations about the dumbest things ever. Call us on the hotline if you like. That number is 321-46-52-180. Ah. Gravity Beard is a proud member of the Podfix Network. To find other great shows consistently creating platinum-level content, go right now to podfixnetwork.com or search at Podfix on Twitter. You can also find me on another fun show called Life is Messy with the lovely and talented Sarah Stapleton. If you found this show, you can find those. Our theme song is Walking the Dog. This catchy tune is Above and Beyond. Both are by Silent Partner. It can be found on the YouTube audio library. For my dear friend and co-host, Lord Saunders, I'm your other co-host, Toph. This meeting is adjourned. Peace. You know, I, I'm really hoping for a lot of ado on this show, actually. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Well, without, without further ado. <laughs> Son of a man. <laughs> We don't have time for further ado, Adam. We talked about this. Ah, <laughs> oh, I just want more ado in the show. No, no. We had an extensive conversation before recording. We don't have time today for a lot of ado. <laughs> don't act surprised. <laughs> just really wanted more ado, man. Well, that's a real bummer for you, man. <laughs> I've got crabs.